Alrighty, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Crypto 101 podcast. It is darn good to be here. Um, another uh, great week in crypto. Um, you know, any week that you could survive, um, you know, it's always a good week because um, we've seen throughout this bear market uh, company after company go down. Um, Alex Mashinsky was the big one that just went down the other day. Um, I saw that he was arrested. Um, you know, the founder of Celsius, which is crazy. And Pete's mind, I mean, how are you doing, man? Are you, are you still alive? I am alive, and I dare say I'm even doing well. Um, it's a beautiful <laughs> day here in Sao Paulo, Brazil, and I feel like after last week, we finally turned a big corner in the sentiment in the crypto markets. Uh, and I, I don't want to say we're up only from here, but I feel like the worst is behind us. And crypto is really something that, as I travel around the world, it unites us all. And in a time where the most creative people are coming out with reasons to divide us, crypto is here and growing to bring us back together. Yeah, no, couldn't have said it better. Um, and you know, we, we've been talking, this big theme throughout the bear market has just been, builders are gonna build, up or down. Um, you know, no matter what the prices are doing, you know, the builders don't really care. These are the the engineers, the the scientists that are really pushing forward a lot of the technology that that gets us really excited and that we report on. And so we're actually joined uh, by one such lady today, uh, Alina Sinel Nikova, who is the co-founder of Metis, which is a huge blockchain platform. And we're really honored Metis. to have Alina on. So Alina, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. For yeah, no, we're, we're, we're excited. You also founded Crypto Chicks. Um, what was that? That's, that's correct. Uh, that was back in 2016. I founded it with my friend Natalia Amelin. Uh, yeah, just started as a meetup for women to learn about blockchain. We, we called it blockchain for ladies at the, the beginning. Uh, <laughs> and then, yeah, and then Natalia's husband was basically... Uh, gave us an idea to call us the crypto chicks and you know it's stick it's and stuck we like love the name it's stuck yes yeah i love that no it's <laughs> it, it was uh, i remember at the, when i was at consensus or maybe ethereal um in like 2017 or 2018 i remember seeing um your guys's booth and you guys had some merch and stuff and so it's cool to see you know you've been around for a long time you've been a part of lots of different groups uh built a lot of different things um you also graduated with a national um, you know, electronics degree um, and a master's in computer science um, from the National Research University of Electronic Technology. And I think that's just awesome. You've been been doing a lot of stuff and, and you've actually spent 20 years or so uh, engineering and working on um, full stack programming. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, before I joined blockchain technology, I was actually worked in the uh, government, in Canadian government, and then also in Canadian law enforcement and the police, uh, designing different systems, including the ones they have in the meeting management systems for the city councils and the ones that they have in the police cars. Uh, wow. And also police information check. Yes, all the systems, by the way, all live and well <laughs> still. <laughs> in, yes. And, um, Your yeah, engineering checks agencies. out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's actually very exciting to see them. Uh, you know, still, still in, in check and still life. Very cool. And and what made you hop over to blockchain and crypto development? Really, before we dive into Metis and what you guys are doing, like what was it that pushed you or attracted you mm -hmm. to this industry? Yeah. 
It's a very good question because I have had pretty, you know, comfortable life uh, working at the, uh, you know, law enforcement and government as well. And uh, but something called me is <laughs> like kind of I got a little bit stuck uh, in this, you know, corporate world, and I was looking for something new and exciting, and uh, I found it. Uh, yes, it was started back then when uh, Vitalik just started Ethereum. I started reading about it because you know I knew Vitalik from like since before he was born, and you know naturally I was very interested. What is what is it that I, I, I got to hear that story? We can't just gloss over that. You knew Vitalik before he was born. Let's let's hear more. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah, N- Natalia Amelin, who is uh, my co-founder at Crypto Chicks, uh, and she's my longtime friend. She's the mother of uh, Vitalik, uh, so ah. and that's why. Yes, that's why I knew him. Before he was born. Yeah. Wow. That's an awesome story. And so, uh, so yes, yeah, and- she gave birth to, uh, to the guy who really, you know, kicked off this whole thing, which is pretty cool. And that's right. And then, yeah. And then she gave birth to crypto chicks as well. So. And then she gave birth to crypto chicks. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. And, she I, is I smart as Vitalik? Uh, or is she smarter? Uh, <laughs> I cannot compare, you know, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> Apple can, cannot fall back, you know, um, far, fall from the tree. far away from the, from the tree. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Yes. She's, she's definitely very smart, very smart girl. Um, yes. And like they're both very smart in math and in life, I would say. Um, yes. Uh, I, but also very good people too. Very genuine and that's why she's my friend, my best friend. Um, yes, uh, back then when Vitalik, actually I got interested when she, he decided to drop off the university because of the you know, crypto and blockchain. I said like, wow, it must be something you know, really good to, you know, to be able to drop the university for. And uh, yeah, started to reading and, and Natalia actually gave me the task to help her with the wallet, install Ethereum wallet on the Windows machine. And uh yeah, I spent a fair amount of time doing that. But yeah, yeah. That's, that's a super cool story. <laughs> I love that. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I also and dropped the, out of university. Uh, I just didn't find crypto until maybe 10 years later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, yeah. All of a sudden, dropping out of university is a good thing. Uh, who would knew? Uh, but um, yes, uh, we installed the Ethereum wallet and I was like, whoa, it's so kind of like was not very trivial because uh, again, it was early stage uh, mm. of this software. And uh, um, yeah, there was not a lot of information around. And me and Natalia, we decided, why don't we start the meetup for the girls to learn? Because yeah, we're two girls with two software engineers and we barely could figure out how to do it, mm. how the others will be able to do it. So we really want to push, you know, Ethereum into the masses because at that time we already believed that this is such a democratic technology. I read the book and I was like, well, wow. Uh, the whole world is trying to build a democracy, and here it is. Blockchain is a democracy already there by the default. Um, yeah, so we very interested uh, and started Meetup. Got from there, got lots of uh, 
women that showed up, you know, like grandmothers with the walkers and oh my uh, lord, young girls. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, and they all was sitting and watching us. We drew on the board the blockchain, how it works, how the mining works, why is it that this is decentralized, and how it is actually that very safe and secure in the cryptography. So that was a lot of aha moments. So it was very inspiring to see, you know, these girls, and we started doing these meetups regularly. And then we did a big conference event uh, with uh, with 174 girls that came from all over the world to the CryptoJix Hackathon at that time. It was in in 2017. And uh, it was just very, very, uh, very much the start one. And lots of girls actually got the jobs. And, you know, Microsoft and IBM took the projects from from our CryptoJix Hackathon into the development. It was very inspiring. Even like was, was one project from Africa that IBM took. So the girl from Zimbabwe developed that. So anyway, so we were really, really inspired. So we continue doing that. We were hit by the, you know, bear market and COVID and this and that, but nothing stopped us. Uh, we created CryptoChicks Academy, CryptoChicks Hatchery, which is the incubator. And that's how I met my co-founders at Mitis. Um, Kevin came to me uh, actually at one of the CryptoChicks event and mm. he voiced the idea of Mitis. And I was like, at the beginning, yeah, but I barely could understand it. But at the time, he was coming back and coming back very insistent. And, you know, and then it stuck. And I said, oh, okay, now I get it, what it is. I I would like to do it. And I agreed to be a CEO at that time. We built a team together, uh, we raised the funds and uh, started the kind of like new idea of the blockchain platform. It means there was layer two. We needed the platform for this. And that's how it all started with Metis. That's an amazing origin story. Let's talk about what is Metis and what are the problems that it's addressing? Um, yeah, originally we started Metis as the Web3 economy. It means that uh, we wanted to uh, have uh, companies and people working together in a decentralized environment where nobody controls it. So there's no, you know, like nobody holds the keys, no single point of failure and where the companies can do the business easily and also transparently if they choose to of course the privacy would be it would be in the play too uh, but the most importantly people from you know any country regardless of where they are in the world could work at these companies as well have the different opportunities so that's what how we, how we call the web3 economy uh, and it, it was based on, uh, out of decentralized autonomous companies or decentralized autonomous corporations that would work together and people would work for them uh, and that's uh, nobody could kind of like control or say, you know, uh, you you work for this company, you work for that one. No, you have a you know you have a choice, and it can happen a kind of like platform where it all can happen automatically. So that is our was our idea, uh, and that's what Metis was. But we started from the infrastructure because we needed the base infrastructure for this company to function. So the transaction has to be fast and cheap and uh, you know transparent and robust. Um, and we achieved that with Metis. Wow. So that's, that's, what, that's what Metis is, a Web3 economy. 
And and is Metis a, um, you mentioned it's a layer two. So is this something that is built on top of Ethereum as a layer two? And, you know, maybe give us some more uh, 101 level understanding of what that means. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yes, when we were um, building this Web3 economy, we were questions like, where do we build it? Of course, Ethereum naturally is our choice because this is the most decentralized. Otherwise, you know, we would not build it if it's not decentralized. But for Ethereum, the transactions at the time, they cost a lot. Sometimes, it, it, you know, it minutes until you confirm the transaction. So uh, we needed something faster and cheaper. And the layer two is was the net natural choice, but at that time when we were looking at different layer twos, we couldn't find the one that we want. The find the one that cost you know little and will be fast. So we built our own layer two, and that's how Meet started as a layer two. So layer two is a scalability solution for Ethereum that built on top of the Ethereum, and we built it as an optimistic rollup. It means that we process transactions in the batches. So it means this layer two collects transactions in uh, in a batch. Let's say that uh, you know 100 transactions we collect, and then we save all transactions to uh, layer one, which is Ethereum as one and then all the fees get divided by these transactions so therefore the transactions are cheap and because these transactions process all at once this therefore transactions are fast as well save big on your memorial day barbecue all in the kroger app get half gallons of delicious kroger milk for 129 each then get flavorful tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for 249 a pound all with your card and a digital coupon Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Uh, so, so yes, yeah, so this is this is what the, in the essence 101 layer 2 is. And yes, we built our own. Um, it is layer two. If you look at the, you know, you know d- different websites, like for example, L2 fees, you will see that uh, Meetis fees uh, for the trans- per transaction is the lowest right now in, among um, optimistic rollups. And I, I think even all other layer twos. Um, yeah, so we built a competitive uh, layer two. And on top, we're already now building all other layers on top so, so to, to support decentralized autonomous companies to have different use cases we have eco nodes which is the um, implementation of this decentralized uh, autonomous companies we have right now five of them already working and uh, we are working on the um, governance system where uh, this the new decentralized autonomous companies can be created by the community and supported by the community as well. So we're not the ones that producing them. That's so there's awesome. no single point of failure. Mm-hmm. Is there any like web two company that's um, like that you guys are like similar to, like, is this similar, like a payroll kind of service or is it similar more to like, you know, Google, um, you know, Google file sharing and all that kind of stuff. Like what's it most similar to, I guess. Hmm. So if you, for example, if you uh, compare it to, I would say like WordPress. Uh, so WordPress okay. where it, it, people can create plugins on top of the you know WordPress. So something like that. But the, instead of plugin, you create your own organization. Hmm. So Very cool. So you can employ people. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. 
So let's look at the Ethereum ecosystem now, which has you know maybe a dozen L2s on top of it to help it scale. Last bull run, it was horribly clogged down just from regular transactions to NFT minting to crazy scams that were using max gas fees for like a week straight. Where are we at in terms of overall ecosystem health for this next bull run? Now that we've kind of turned the corner in the market and it seems like things are going to get busier, we're seeing DeFi coins uh, starting to skyrocket in price as well. They've had a, a pretty good week this past week. Are there any weak points left in the Ethereum ecosystem, or do we have enough bandwidth for everything that's to come over the next couple of years? What do we need to work on still? Uh, certainly, we've moved a lot since the infrastructure, because yes, as you say, that there's lots of uh, layer twos that are built. Um, there are there are still gaps uh, in the infrastructure, and for example, these the gaps uh, would be for the layer two for the uh, so there are there are two types of the layer twos. There are uh, optimistic rollups and zk rollups. So optimistic rollups, I pretty much describe what they are: the processing transactions in the batches. Um, so what is the disadvantage? of the optimistic roll-up. And optimistic roll-ups are the, the largest, right now has the largest market. It's 8 billion uh, in the total value locked. Uh, so almost all money or like all transactions are in there. But they have, uh, all optimistic roll-ups have one disadvantage. In order to withdraw money from layer two to layer one, so you can process transactions and you'd be on a layer two with no problem. But if you would like to withdraw money from layer two to layer one, transfer money um, from layer one to layer two, it's uh, momentarily. But if from layer two to layer one, it is it takes seven days actually to withdraw. So this is a big hurdle for DeFi because you need to move money fast sometime. And um, so, so, so this, this is the, um, and the reason for those seven days, I I think some people get confused, like, well, I thought crypto was supposed to be instant and quick. It's really a security measure that this security measure exactly. Exactly. Yes, because it takes uh, seven days. So optimistic rollup works, uh, like as, as as I described. So when we, we save the batch of the transactions onto Ethereum, uh, there is seven days waiting period when uh, everybody, you know, including you and me and all the whole community, can go and look at the transactions and see, oh, if there's anything wrong in there. And you can also submit fraud proofs. Mm. It means that if you find something wrong, you can submit the fraud proof and be actually rewarded for it. Uh, but find if you find a mistake, these transactions can, can be rolled back. So therefore, there is seven days waiting period. If there is no uh, nobody proved the fraud in these seven days. The transactions all are accepted, true and uh, valid. Uh, so the seven days window by itself is defined by Ethereum security. Uh, so um, seven days it it means that if somebody uh, overtaken Ethereum for seven days, it becomes uh, after seven day become. Uh, it takes all money in the world to keep it. So like, let's say like that. So it's, it's kind of like not possible to keep Ethereum hostage for seven days. So therefore, the seven days is the limitation of when uh, you can kind of like prove the transaction true or false. Um, and this is a security measure. It means that if you have the seven days, it's bulletproof. Uh, and optimistic, it means that if nobody proved you wrong, optimistically, everything is true. So, so that that's why it's called as optimistic. There is also second um, 
uh, type of the uh, roll-up is a ZK roll-up. So it works differently. It is actually based on a mathematical equation uh, that is, well, I mean, for the people, you think of it smoke and mirrors, but this is, uh, you, you solve the mathematical equation and therefore you prove the transaction true. So therefore, the, the uh, transaction can be withdrawn right away from ZK, but there are other disadvantages of ZKs. For, first of all, they are super hard to build. Uh, second, they, uh, for the EVM compatible ones, so EVM is the Ethereum virtual machine. And that's what everybody wants. Everybody wants the com compatibility with the Ethereum virtual machine. Otherwise, it's hard to build on if it's non-Ethereum virtual machine. Uh, so for this, um, it is hard to keep uh, ZK rollup updated all the time because Ethereum virtual machine keep changing and changing and changing. So you have to keep updating and updating and updating and therefore there are bugs and bugs and bugs and instabilities and crashes. So that's what uh, is happening with ZK rollups right now. And optimistic ones is the most stable ones, but there is seven days. So the, the, it's kind of like balance between the two. So we need to solve that. And uh, yeah, so we have right now the project actually that is solving that, is building exactly the solution for for this. Uh, this one of the uh, decentralized autonomous company on Mitis that doing that. Uh, yeah, so this is uh, uh, going back to your question, what we have, the gaps in the, for the next bull run. So we have this. So, like the gaps in still in the layer twos, there is advantages and disadvantages. For the Ethereum itself, um, of course, there, there is like there is upgrades and everything, but we still will be relying on layer twos to process transactions. So, uh, Ethereum processing transactions on Ethereum directly will still can be very expensive and can be very slow at times. So, therefore, the solution is to be on a layer twos. But for that, we need to solve this hurdles of the layer twos, which we do. Yeah. And uh, what, what and also I hope that's going to happen by the next bull run is that adoption of the Web2 companies. So right now we all, the whole space is looking for the use cases where we can be adopted by Web2 and, with, and, and adopted in a way not, you know, to push it like in a digital currency of some country or something like that, but, you know, real use cases that can be onboarded and the, the Web2 companies say, yes, thankfully I have a blockchain to help me to solve that. So we didn't get reach that stage yet. I believe we didn't yet. So the next bull run it would be nice to have that do you anticipate that in the next bull run uh ethereum will get bigger than bitcoin you mean and if so in why value? or why not <laughs> in 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 what in the uh in the, in market cap or yeah in market cap um i guess the, the way i think about it sometimes is like you know mm -hmm. ethereum is maybe half the size in market cap but it just seems like i mm -hmm. use ethereum so much more everybody uses ethereum so much more people build mm -hmm. on it and Bitcoin is just maybe the largest because it's the oldest, but it's not that much mm -hmm. that used that much. And so obviously you decided to build your company on um, Ethereum. Um, you know, you could have chose Bitcoin, but yeah, I was just getting your thoughts on the, the flippening as they mm -hmm. call it. <laughs> yeah, that's what will be the critical point when the Web2 start using blockchain. And that's what it's going to be one of the blockchains yeah. that are built on Ethereum. And that's where all like the flip is going to go. Uh, right now, uh, everything, unfortunately, you know, is built on the popularity. And Bitcoin is more popular because it 
it was there longer and it has like kind of like more people believe in it because it's there longer. So that's why uh, it is. And it's more stable as well. It means that because it's not changing. Um, it's a good and bad because for Bitcoin, it is stable, but you cannot build on it that much. So for the store of value, it's good, but only for the store of value. But if you start building on it and if web companies start building on it, like they cannot, but they will build on Ethereum and therefore the flip will happen. Makes sense. Um, let's talk about some of the use cases that blockchain could have in government. You know, going back to your days working for mm -hmm. good old Canada, what problems could having a blockchain potentially solve as we're seeing so much chaos in many different world governments right now in all different ways? What are some ways a blockchain could help us, I guess, be more uh, functional and efficient? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, yes, um, like my opinion, maybe governments will go last onto the blockchain. So they are one of the, uh, you know, laggers and not the early adopters for sure. Uh, why? Uh, and it, it's not even be, uh, because of the use cases, because probably governments are super careful of uh these new technologies. Uh, it happened when I worked in the police, for example, uh, when uh, in, back in 2000, Microsoft started introducing the cloud. And, you know, government and the police said, there is no way we move our systems to the cloud. We just don't trust it. Because, like, in the cloud, we, we have our server room here, and we know that our records are safe here. To move it to the cloud? No, no, no. So now they actually move in it, but it's past 25 years. Like, I mean, 25 years later, they're doing it, but it's it, it, it actually passed. Like, everybody else is doing the cloud for a while, but <laughs> governments only, only do it now. So the governments will be laggers. So if we talk about government use cases and when this, you know, we already get all the Web2 companies, the governments will come last. And the use, use cases for them, uh, you know, voting would be a great one. Uh, but in this case as well, it depends on which government. The government who has corruptions, they will resist because everything is transparent, right? So, and that, that is something. So, so the most progressive governments, of course, will jump first. And that's what, what we will see. Um, also, the government uh, is uh, very reluctant probably to give, give away the control. And that's what blockchain means, that you need to give away some of the control. Um, and, and that's what also I see the hurdle. But... Um, what could be another use case, like for the transparency of the uh, contracts, for example, uh, there's lots of companies like public companies that takes government contracts so and they are getting paid. So for the transparency of it, right now governments are posting it on a website, just, you know, the numbers and how much contractors are getting. Uh, but it would be great to have it on the blockchain. So it, it like all the transactions would be there already. Yeah, it would be uh, great if um, like, for instance, the Pentagon, who I read a r report that they were like missing or misaccounting for like $6 trillion in assets, like some just laughable number that they haven't passed an audit in like four years. It's like, well, if you guys anchored all your spending and, you know, receivables and your, all your accounts on chain, you could algorithmically be audited every second of the day. And wouldn't that be something? But hey, maybe they're, you know, if you think who's benefiting from this $6 trillion that's gone missing, well, it's, it's the Pentagon and it's the U.S. government and, you know, all that shit. Yeah, I mean, we cannot judge because we, we are not there, so we don't know it for a fact. But uh, yes, I would, like working in crypto, I 
uh, I probably see a lot of human flaws come out more than you. I work in, in any other an industry, right? So like everybody, you know, and then the scammers and the hackers, they're all there, you know. But this is all kind of like human virtues, <laughs> so he, uh, human characteristics. So yeah, and the governments, uh, unfortunately, because the government consists of humans, uh, inevitably there there will be. Uh, corruption and mistakes and overlooked and uh, yeah so but it's nothing to do with the technology and blockchain is just the technology like with the technology of course we're gonna fi we can fix it but there's a human factor that we cannot fix um, I, I hope eventually it's all gonna come together and we're all gonna become honest and transparent uh, when it's gonna be I don't know hopefully in the next 25 years hopefully. it would be nice but that is why software is built to function in an adversarial environment. And everything that is being built now is being forged in fire to become the next beautiful piece of artwork in the future after it's cooled and settled and hardened, um, both people and projects alike. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, well, tell us a little bit about, you know, beyond what you guys are building at Metis and beyond some of the things that we've talked about where else is the industry going? What are you looking forward to? Are you, you know, looking at some of the promise from NF mm -hmm. NFTs? Are you really, you know, excited about maybe a, a certain DeFi application? Mm -hmm. uh, yes, like something that, for example, uh, like one of our, we have the eco nodes. It means that uh, this uh, uh, in the Metis ecosystem, we have the um, core businesses, the core decentralized autonomous companies that were incubated and that is realizing one of the MITI's goals. So like, for example, one of them is Nuvo and it's based on the uh, soul bound NFTs. Uh, and this is uh, reputation power. Like so, so this is a mm. big one. And right now they're doing events engaged. They started from actually Web2 events uh, and engagement, engaging people and uh, collecting all those, you know, activities that people do at the events. And then they will have, uh, you know, maybe free tickets to some events, free tickets, free access and VIP tickets and so on and so forth. So based on the reputation power. So NFTs, in this case, there is a reputation power amazing. Uh, NFTs for artists, of course, we saw it happening. And I'm so glad that actually the artists were able to earn money using NFTs and they will uh, still be, uh, and this is an amazing too. Uh, one of other use cases that I saw, and that is also developed by one of our Econodes chorus, uh, this is uh, influencer marketing. Uh, it means that, like, for example, just give you the use case. Uh, if you have, uh, uh, you know, a company and they would like to highlight one of the features uh, that you just produced, uh, you can put the bounty to the community and say, hey, I'm paying that much, like let's say $1,000 and everybody that tweet about my uh, feature will get $1 from it. So, and that's the use case that this is actually for the, for the blockchain and it's already, of course, is doing that. Uh, it's already, you can see you start tweeting and you can see money already coming in into your account and this is all controlled by the blockchain. So, um, yes, and you can see that it's all fair. Uh, everybody in the same boat and everybody's getting a dollar per tweet. So, that that is something cool too. Yeah, it sounds uh, awesome. Yes. Yeah, no, I, I was going to say, um, you know, I can't wait for, you know, hopefully Elon Musk to, to roll some stuff out like that for Twitter. I know there's been rumblings of some kind of blockchain component to Twitter. 
Um, but mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's starting to pay out content creators and, and change things up there. Um, but it's, you know, it's great to have, you know, other social platforms that are, you know, maybe blockchain native come out and really push the envelope forward. That's yes. I, uh, I'm very much looking forward to it. Yes. And, uh, well, you will see, you probably will hear the news, uh, from that's coming out from our ecosystem rolling out exactly that in August already. So, hmm. so it's not far. <laughs> it's not, we don't need to wait for Elon Musk to do it. <laughs> wait for Elon Musk, we can do it ourselves. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, it's been an amazing last half hour chatting with you, and we have just a couple more questions that uh, we'd like to ask before we let you get back to building the Web3 economy. Mm-hmm. Um, for those who are listening to the podcast for the first time, just getting into crypto, you know, they probably saw the news from the XRP case and thought, well, hey, maybe now is a good time to get in. What are some <laughs> words of warning or words of encouragement that you would give to them? Uh, yes. Yeah, so those uh, of you who are discouraged by the bear market, and especially if it's your first one, uh, don't be discouraged. We lived through many of them. We all survived. Uh, so will you. And we all get rewarded when the, we invent, you know, the next greatest, uh, latest and greatest thing. And we go into the bull market because of that. So that's, we, we build in very hard to to be able to take you there. So it's number one, just, you know, hang on. Crypto is not going to die. <laughs> no, <laughs> this is a great technology. Amazing. No, I, I couldn't agree more, Alina. Um, and, and before we let you go, um, we, we want to know where can we follow along with Metis? Um, are you guys really active on Discord or Telegram? Is it is it a Twitter community? Uh, yes. Oh, um, so to follow me, uh, so we have uh, uh, Twitter, MetisDAO. Okay. By the way, beware of the scammers. There's a lot of companies that are trying to, you know, uh, impersonators. Uh, imp- impersonators, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you go Mitis M E T I S D A O, so it's Mitis Dow. It's our layer two. Uh, then we have also Mitis Dow F N D, Mitis Dow Foundation. Oh. Uh, so it, it's another one. Yes. Uh, yeah, because the structure that we have, we have a foundation that is helping arm for all the community projects, uh, which is the our um, Econote. Uh, and also we have a Telegram, Amitis Dao as well. Uh, Telegram also Amitis Dao, beware of the scammers. M-E-T-I-S-D-A-O. So that's that's our Telegram. Uh, pretty active community is there. Um, and um, uh, yeah, so we also have Discord. Unfortunately, I don't remember the Discord name. I probably it's Amitis Dao too. <laughs> yeah. no. Go, go uh, on to uh, the Amitis Dao website. Um mm-hmm. and probably could get go with me, to meet the dot io. Yeah. Yeah. Meet is dot io M E T I S uh, dot IO and that this our layer, layer two uh website and so we foundation. This is uh, our foundation website that gets you to all our econodes. So you see uh, everything that is built right now on Mitis. Foundation. Wonderful. Well, Alina, thank you so much for coming on today, uh, spending the past 45 minutes with us and uh, talking about the future of crypto. This was really exciting. And we, we are really um, you know fortunate to have you on with us. And so if you see Vitalik, tell him to come on to the Crypto 101 podcast. We'd love to have him. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. <laughs> thank you. Awesome. Take care, everyone. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.